Um, good evening, everyone, and thank you so much for coming. Uh, I'm Mark Rubo. I'm the Managing Director of Readings, and it's a great privilege to me to be here, and I'm sure it's a great privilege for you all to be here. Um, so I'd like to welcome you on behalf of Readings and Simon Schuster, Archie's publisher. Uh, but before I start, I would like to acknowledge that we're meeting here today on the lands of the Kulin Nations, and I'd like to pay my respect to the Elders past and present. And I'd also like to point out that sovereignty was never ceded, and I thank the people of the Kulin Nations for allowing us to meet here today. I'd also like to say what great pleasure it is to have Archie, as I said, but um, the Australian book industry for the last 10 years has been very engaged in supporting Indigenous literacy through a foundation the industry established called the Indigenous Literacy Foundation. It's supported by booksellers and publishers and been promoting literacy in remote communities. And I say this because Archie has been a great supporter of that association. He's given his time, uh, his support to us and our work. Uh, we, we're going to be 10 years next, old next year. And in that time, we've sent over 500,000 books to remote communities, over 280 remote communities. <laughs> we've established early childhood literacy groups and also facilitated the publication of many stories by the people who live in those communities, telling their own stories and bring those books to the Australian community. Uh, I was just talking to Jill Gallagher, who I'll introduce in a minute, about the work she's doing in trying to give voice and recognition to the first Australians and what an important part of our, our culture and our heritage they are. Uh, so anyway, if you're interested in the RLF, you can find out about that on their website, and I just wanted to say that. But today we're very privileged to have some time with Archie and get a glimpse of his story through his, and his book, uh, Tell Me Why. Uh, you've all got a copy of the book. It's been stamped with Archie's special totem. Uh, unfortunately, there won't be any signings or questions afterwards, um, but I'm sure you'll treasure that book and that special stamp. Also, Archie has a new CD out, and that's for sale afterwards at the, um, the counter there. Um, so please buy a copy, because we're also going to be very privileged that Archie's going to sing us a, a couple of songs afterwards. <laughs> but let me introduce Jill Gallagher. Some of you may not have heard of Jill, many of you may have. Uh, Jill is the Treaty Advancement Officer, Advancement Commissioner for Victoria. So she's working with the Victorian Government in helping build a framework on what a treaty might look like in our state. Um, so it's a really important role that she's playing. She's a Gunchimarara woman from Western Victoria and is a highly respectable Aboriginal leader. Uh, she's worked in 20 years, past 20 years in advancing Aboriginal health and wellbeing as the, le the leader of the Victorian Aboriginal Community Controlled Health Organisation, VACO. And she was inducted to the Victorian Honour Roll Honour Roll of Women in 2009 and awarded an Order of Australia in 2013 and inducted into the Victorian Aboriginal Honour Roll in 2015. And tonight, uh, another round of inductees are being inducted and I think Archie's cousin is one of those people. But anyway, please welcome Jill. Uh, she'll take over from me.
Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, my role tonight are two things, but before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge that I am on Aboriginal land, land of the Kulin Nations. I'd like to pay my respects to Elders past and present. Um, and in the introduction, so correct, sovereignty has never been ceded by Aboriginal people on this continent. I have two roles. My first role is to introduce the legend, Archie Roach. And I didn't know I was doing that until two minutes ago. So um, <laughs> I had a discussion with Archie and I said, well, what do you want me to say? He says, well, just wing it. <laughs> Archie Roach. I've read not all of his book. I've read a quite a lot of it. Um, he's a legend in his own right. He's, he's from my country down in Western Victoria. Um, and... The work that Archie has done through his music um, is amazing. The way I see it, it's not just about great songwriting and it's not just about how you sing a song. What Archie Roach has done for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Australia is outstanding work. He has put our people and our cultures on the map, not only at a state level, but a national level and an international level, where we as Aboriginal people across this state, we are not visible in our own country. Archie has made a difference with his music. And when I read little bits of his book throughout, I didn't know a lot about Archie's early years. So, can we all just put our hands together once more for what I believe is a legend, Archie Roach. Thank you, Dylan, for that. It's all true, brothers. Very all generous. True. generous. <laughs> all true. Very generous, all sister. True. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't argue with me now, dear brothers. All right? <laughs> no. Um, my next role is to actually have a conversation with Archie mm -hmm. about the book. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I couldn't wing that. I had to write some notes. So please forgive me um, if I refer to my notes. But... I actually want to talk a little bit about, and Archie, if I ask you too many questions, just to put me back in my box, all right? Um, uh, you know what I'm like. They reckon, <laughs> they reckon I've got a PhD in mouthing off. <laughs> so um, just beware of that, okay? Um, noted. And, yeah, all good, noted? All noted, right. yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into my asking or having a conversation with Archie about the book mm -hmm. and what the content of the book, <clears throat> I do want to tell just a little story. And that story is about, I'm traditionally from Archie's country, the Gunditjmara nations, yep. 
My mum lived on Framlingham Mission. I've never lived on a mission, um, but back in my mother's day, who's still alive, she's 94, and she, the only source of employment that my mother could get, that most Aboriginal people in her generation could get access to, was seasonal picking. So we, we did a lot of bean picking. Uh, and I uh, have very fond memories of those days. But we moved to Melbourne, we moved to Fitzroy when I was about eight years old. I'm not going to tell you how long ago that was, by the way. <laughs> but I was about eight years old when we actually settled in Melbourne on Wurundjeri country. And I went to George Street Primary School. Mm. Mm. And yeah. then I um, actually graduated from primary school and went to... Um, Fitzroy Girls' School, which no longer exists. Right. I think it's a retirement home now. It's in Bell Street, Fitzroy there, off uh, mm. Brunswick Street. And I went there and um, um, we lived in Gertrude Street, Archie, my mm. mum and oh, my really? siblings. Yeah, we lived in Gertrude Street. And uh, coming home from school, I used to see some lovely Aboriginal people, my own mob, um, and back then, um, Fitzroy looked a little bit different. Yeah. And I remember two ladies, mm. two sisters, um, every time they saw me walking home from school, they'd say, Jill, you make sure you go straight home and don't talk to strangers. <laughs> yes, aunt, no worries, aunt. <laughs> and they were Archie's sisters. So I knew Archie's <clears throat> sisters before he did. <clears throat> And that's highlights in the book. Mm -hmm. So, Arnie Myrtle and yeah. Arnie Alma Roach. That's right. That's right. There was a time, I don't know, maybe there's some people in the audience who would remember, I can't remember because I was only young. There was an eclipse, an eclipse of the sun happening. Um, and all us mob in Fitzroy gathered at the um, Fitzroy uh, high-rise flats where um, that's where we did business. Mm. And I remember Auntie Alma, I think it was, she said, look, this is where... And there was some little gubbar lad, non-Aboriginal person, for those who don't know, but some little gubbar lad sitting in the park with us. And Auntie, Auntie Alma said we've got to have a bit of a charge, Arch. We've we, we just got to have a little bit of a sip. Yeah. And so right. we're all, my mum included, went through a purse, threw money in the middle. Then the eclipse started to happen. Right? You can see what's going mm -hmm. to happen, can't you? Yes. The eclipse started to happen. <laughs> oh, no. And this little gubbar lad, this little gubbar lad said to guess. us, yeah. everyone's got to shut their eyes tight. <laughs> but Arnie Alma was a wiser. She shut one eye. <laughs> but he grabbed the money and ran and she ran after him too and yeah. she gave him a flogging. <laughs> but we got the money back because we had a sip. So that's just a little bit of a yarn arch, a little bit of memory <laughs> that you probably didn't know about. No, but it sounds like Elmer though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, all jokes aside, Archie. Yeah. The book tells the story of your life. And I can see <clears throat> in the book that you bared your heart and your soul. Mm. 
And you explore in the book how music was your saviour. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that, what that, what that, how, what you meant there? Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> well, among many other things, uh, friends and family, in particular, friends, good friends. Um, you know, when we use that. Uh, reach a point in your life when, um, you know, you've sort of had enough or you get tired and uh, sometimes maybe you don't want to be here anymore and then, mm. and then you have a go at doing something about that. And uh, But you finally reach a point when you say, well, I've got to do something either. So, you know, after realising that I didn't really want to want to die, I, I just wanted to try and stop living the way that I had been living, which wasn't too good. And uh, so, you know, when I stopped drinking, and uh, there was this big void, big uh, emptiness that. Um, not drinking or, or abstaining from alcohol left in my life. And mm. music seemed to be a good way to, to, to fill that void. And uh, it helped me a lot. Uh, I, I used to react, I think, with my drinking and getting into trouble, going to jail, getting into fights sometimes, was uh, my way of protesting, but it was a negative way okay. of voicing... Or trying to deal with you know, the, uh, the the trauma of, of, of being removed, yes, and uh, having to look for your family, and losing your not meeting your mum and dad, and losing your sister along the way, you never got a chance to meet, and all, all that. So um, I found that I could I could uh, write a song about some of the things that happened to me. And that was a much better way to deal with it more positively uh, through music. And uh, it, was a, it was a healing, a therapy for me. Ah, yes, yeah. you can see that. That's yeah. because your music, I think, for me, your music, I think a lot of Aboriginal people can relate to your songs. We relate to your music, your songs, your words, mm -hmm. your lyrics. Mm -hmm. um, so it's... Um, it's amazing, amazing history. In the book, you you talk about probably um, some, you know, you talk about Pentridge. Mm -hmm. um, and I can, I mean, I can relate to Pentridge, not that mm. I was ever in there, by the way, <laughs> but I can relate to Pentridge insofar as that, you know, our people... Um, uh, overrepresented in the justice yep. system, in the prison systems, and um, do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about how the system, how how you dealt with that, with the system and coming out, and whether it was a um, an eye opener, was whether it was um, something that kept you mm. uh, sort of out of prison, so to speak. Yeah, it. Um, <clears throat> I, I know when. <clears throat> When, when your freedom is taken away from you and uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, pr pr prisons uh, is easy for some people. 
you get a bed and a feed and mm. but you know it's like when once but your freedom freedom's gone you don't you know um that was hard um and especially when i was a drinker the first uh, week or so it was um cold turkey and very hard for me yes to uh to withdraw from alcohol uh in prison but i finally did and I found that I started to get well, better physically, and I started to, you know, uh, work out at the gym, run sometimes. But um, you, you were still you were still locked up, and uh, I I met friends and long long t long uh, long term uh, prisoners had been there for a long time, and probably mm. probably. They had passed away in prison, and uh, I became friends with them. And some had guitars. Yeah. So uh, it was good to sit back and and just strum a guitar and sing some songs, and that that kept me in there as well. And yeah. Reading, so. So yeah, but um, so that's how I did it. What wasn't wasn't easy, but no. but you know that's how I sort of uh, kept myself while I was in and. When I got out, I I swore that you. I, I swore, swore, swore that I I never never go back. Set foot in yeah. a place like old yeah. Bluestone College again. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, um, just recent, well, last year, Archie, I had the opportunity to visit nearly every prison in Victoria. Ah, too. To, yeah, I went to. I visited every prison in Victoria to wow. talk to the Aboriginal um, men and women, yeah, our yeah. Um, people about treaty and their role yeah. that they can play in treaty. Oh. And um, it was inspirational to hear some of the, uh, our people's aspirations for treaty. Oh. But it was also really sad because there was one prison that I went into and um, I saw a dad whose son was in prison with him oh. and so was his grandson. Oh, Three generations uh, in wow. prison. And I asked this man, no, I can't mention names, I asked this no, man, no. I said, if you could negotiate your treaty tomorrow, what would be in it? And I thought I was going to get get out of free jail card sort of thing, you know, in, <laughs> like you do in Monopoly, but no. He basically said, see, see, see my son and grandson. He said, we, we need to stop that. Yeah. We need to stop generations of our mobs coming into prison. And if treaty can achieve that, then it's a good thing. That's it. So it was really, as I said, inspirational and sad. Yeah, sad. And there was another Aboriginal man that I, um, when I was down at Fulham Prison, I asked him the same question and he said, and I, and he said well, you know, Jill, he says, I'm early 40s, I'm a Gunai Kurnai man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And... Um, I had to come in prison to learn how to culturally dance. Wow. He said, when I go out, which he was being released within the next couple of weeks, he said, when I go out, there's nowhere for me to stay connected to my culture. He said, if treaty can make a difference in that space, he said, I'd be happy. Good. Yeah. So it's quite inspirational. I mean, and you know, from my own personal point of mm. view, Yep. Um, yep. I had a brother who's now passed on who 
spent most of his life in and out of yeah. Pentridge yeah. before yeah. it was decommissioned. Yeah, yeah. I know you mean. Yes, anyways. So, but yeah, to see you bear your soul through your book um, is quite inspirational too, and I think it's inspirational to uh, many, many other Aboriginal people and non-Aboriginal people. Yeah. Yeah. There was one section in the book that you spoke about Ruby, mm. um, which actually made me quite emotional when I read one section. I won't say what that section was. <coughs> but talking about Ruby uh, and when I read your words in your book, um, how you felt when um, you met Ruby and how you felt when Ruby left us, mm. um, you know, I just wanted you to know that the whole community felt the passing of the late Ruby Hunter. Yeah. You know, it was Archie and Ruby. It was always Archie and Ruby. Um, and when we lost her, um, not, you know, the whole community lost her too. So, mm. yeah, so, yeah, it's quite inspirational to see that. You also talk a lot about um, uh, other sections in, in the book uh, about culture, Aboriginal culture. Mm. Archie, when you made connection back to your mob, yeah. was culture important to you? It, um, it was, but, but, you know, like, it, you, um, we were sitting in the, in the park and down Charcoal Lane and yeah. places like that and, uh, you know, we, we'd use words like jum and, you know, and uh, show the words, you know, burai. And, uh, but yeah, language wasn't really spoken. We just, we just uh, used words here and there, you know. Um, and uh, it was still, but it was in, important uh, in the sense that, you know, like, um, I had to go away to realise that um, there was something more about us than just sitting in, in the park and and drinking. There was, but like I had to go away and sort of find that and then it became really important for me. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah, I agree. I remember an elder um, once said to me about 40 years ago, and she said, Jill, if we grow our burrows strong in culture, they can face anything that the world wants to throw at them. Yeah. And I firmly believe that. So do I. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I suppose you've heard of Harry Williams? Yes, <laughs> yeah. of course. <laughs> yes? Yeah. The late Harry Williams. Yeah. He wrote the song or he sang the song, The Streets of Old Fitzroy. Did you ever cover that? No, I, I, I should have before um, oh, some other fella did. Yeah. Someone, I mean, <laughs> He called it the Streets of Tamworth. And, ah, OK. And, uh, but I said, no, that's, that's Uncle Harry Williams' um, yeah. song. It's about Fitzroy. OK. And well, uh, but he always loved it. He did, didn't he? He always, he always loved it, that song. OK. Well, <coughs> I'm just going to ask a couple more, if you bear with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think because the audience is looking forward to um, a tune from you, not from me. Um, <laughs> Aboriginal people in Victoria have 
I believe so. Anyway, maybe other Aboriginal people across Australia might uh, contradict this, but I believe Victorian Aboriginal communities have been always been very politically active, yeah, been yeah. very progressive, yeah, um, and um, uh, and I think it's a good thing that Victoria leads the way in many areas. When you agreed to be the face of treaty in doing the treaty ad for us, yeah. Um, I think that played uh, uh, a big role uh, in uh, trying to encourage our communities to um, to see that it's something that this is worth fighting for. So yeah, yeah. Um, you are the face of treaty um, and mm -hmm. the ads have been shown um, um, during um, Home and Away, I think it was, on TV. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, Yes. I must have missed them. And, uh, you must have missed them. <laughs> when, when that was on. Don't know why. <laughs> oh, dear. And it was, they were shown, actually, by the way, uh, leading up to the uh, grand final. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, but, yeah, not just home and away. Yeah. <laughs> just in the, in the final conversation, mm. uh, are there any words of wisdom or encouragement that you would give to the younger generations um, uh, that you would want to see change um, or struggle for justice for us as Aboriginal people in this country? Oh, well, encouragement. Um, you know, it, um, yeah, we, it could be a long time waiting for justice, but in the meantime, you can you can pick yourself up. You know, you can you could uh, use all your your talent, all your energy, and your spirit to um, better your circumstances in life, and. Uh, Lift yourself up, you know, always proud, always be proud, but I'm sure you are. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and just just carry on and, and mm. love whatever you choose to do in life. Uh, you know, whether that be through the arts or through through anything you do, like what you do, Jill. And anybody else uh, do it with, uh, with with intent and purpose, and and because you love, because you love your people. You know, always love your people, and remember that. You know what you achieve in life, when you shine in life, it's not only you that shines. That's right. It's your people that shine as well, because. Uh, I remember somebody told me that once before, before I started playing music. And uh, the people we look up to back in the day, I remember, you know, Body Farm and Island Rose, Yvonne, mm -hmm. Uncle Doug, mm -hmm. Nichols, so many others in the community, you know. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. But that's it, you know, yeah. you know. You know very good. Yeah. And um, 
I just said, oh, before we finish the talk, because you know, we talk about treaty, my, my niece, Tracy, yes. Myrtle's sister, she's been elected uh, to the, to the uh, First, pe First, First People's Assembly. First People's Assembly, Victoria, for treaty. So congratulations, uh, Trace. Woohoo! Yeah, so, you know, uh, some people sit there and you know, look at her, sort of uh, look at our young people and go, yeah, they're not going anywhere, they're doing this, they're doing that. But, you know, you've got to look at the people that are actually achieving, the young people that are doing good things yes. uh, in this state, in the country, but in, in particular this state. And, uh, and uh, be proud of, of our young people. Well said. Thank you. Well Thank said. you. Now I think we're um, I think we're on time. I'm looking are around we? for someone to give me some. Yeah, all good. Um, are you ready to give <clears throat> us a couple of tunes, Arch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Just a, just a couple. All right. You can tell us what you're going to sing. Well, I'll start off with a. <clears throat> on the album is uh, the companion album to the book it's called Tell Me Why as well <clears throat> he was talking about Harry Williams before Uncle Harry yep. he was also a mentor of mine ah. he used to actually come and pick me up in the park sometimes he'd say come on Archie put that flag down grab a guitar and come with me out to the Cunningham Street North got the old advancement league. Ah, oh, yes. And we used to have what they called pass the guitar around. And uh, what, what that is, you know, you sit down in a circle and someone would pass the guitar around and when, they, when it was your turn to have the guitar passed to you, uh, you couldn't knock it back and say, nah, <laughs> you had to sing a song. <laughs> <clears throat> But um, he used to run the country and western, not just him, Arnie uh, Joyce Johnson. Mm -hmm. And uh, they had the Curry um, Country Music Club. And they used to uh, have the country music uh, festivals in each state. Ah, wow. And uh, then national, in whatever uh, state that was, the nationals, whoever, whoever won the state. Because there were talent quests. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I wrote a song, my very, very first song. And um, on one of our many occasions when I try, tried sobering up. And uh, so I'll sing that one first. It's called Open Up Your Eyes. I wrote it when I was about 19, 20, something like that. <laughs> okay. At 15 I left my foster home Looking for the people I call my own I found was pain and strife, nothing else, an empty life, 
So open up your eyes, open up your mind Keep searching for the things you hope to find But there's plenty of people six foot underground We're very unhappy with the things they found But have a drink to dull the pain To drunk the dodge the winter rains Here I got soaked inside and out And if you don't know what I'm talking about Just open up your eyes, open up your mind Keep searching for the things you hope to find But there's plenty of people Six foot underground Who are very unhappy With the things they found You can't be happy Till you've been sad I know the good, and that you know the bad. You can't have peace to the battle's o'er. You can't soothe the hurt till you've been sore. So open up your eyes, open up your mind. Keep searching for the things you hope to find. But there's plenty of people. Six foot underground Who are very unhappy With the things they found A lot of good things I found, but things like you know uh, alcohol, which you know messed me up a bit, made me sick, <laughs> and uh, life. I I wasn't much of a criminal, but I, I did some things that went I'm not too proud of, and uh, but that's just, that was just a Get something to eat. It's no excuse, I know, but you know, so things like that that I that I come across and found on the way. But a lot, but finding my family and and seeing that that was a joy, that was a blessing. And uh, just some of those negative things that happen to get in the road. <laughs> so that's what. I thought about that song when I, when I started writing it. Um, Tell Me Why is uh, the title of the book and uh, the companion album as well as taken from a song, um, one of my songs. <clears throat> it just uh, talks about mum and dad, uh, two people I, I didn't know but I just thought about 
and I think um, once the kids were gone, once we were gone, the children were gone, it, um, it was difficult for, for, for mum and dad to maintain uh, a relationship. And, uh, you know, sort of must have been broken hearted and devastated. And uh, just couldn't keep it together and stay together, so they went their separate way. And uh, that's sad. So I wrote this song about those two old people. There's many great loves in history. That we know about But a tale of two lovers that was told to me Make me want scream and shout Like Romeo and Juliet A love story you won't forget Tell me why, tell me why Did they destroy your love like that? Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why Did they do that? Snowball Roach and Nellie Austin Loved each other well Oh, and I don't think that they argued often Somebody broke the spell Yeah, they broke the spell Broke their heart And they drifted far apart Tell me why, tell me why did they Destroy a lover like that Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why did they do that well, they tore two hearts apart, left them bleeding all along. And they threw them in the river, made of stone. Oh, they're dead now. He was from the Bundalong clan, she was Kiriwarong. Well, he was a big, strong, fighting man, and she was proud and strong. Oh, their love was great, their love was free What happened to them was tragedy so Tell me why, tell me why they destroyed your love like that Tell me why, tell me why, tell me why did they do that Well, they tore two hearts apart, left them bleeding all along And they threw them in the river Made of stone Made of stone Made of stone Well, they threw them in the river Yeah, they threw them in the river Oh, they threw them in the river Made of stone Made of stone Made of stone Thank you. Woo! <laughs> well done. Beautiful. I think we're just about finished. I'm not sure whether... Yeah, um, I just got one final question. This is uh, Archie. You're a uh, well-accomplished... 
uh, songwriter. What made you write a book and how hard was it? <laughs> was it yeah. hard? Yeah, it was, it's a different process than writing, writing a song. It's a, and uh, you've got to really um, drag those memories out of, the, uh, out of somewhere in your mind, in your memory. And I was surprised at some, what I could remember. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was new ground uh, for me. Probably um, uh, ground I probably wouldn't like to walk again. No, because you had to relive. Yeah. You had to bring up all that trauma. That's right. And relive it again. Yeah, there's some parts in there that, you know, I had to... Yeah, there's some one part in there that I remember when uh, doing shows, I I always talked about this first family. I was with three different foster families, and the first one was when I was just about two or three, just a little fella, and they couldn't. Uh, I don't know what was wrong. The woman uh, was kept on crying a lot, and I hope that didn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> and uh, but the second family. I can never talk about the second family. Okay. Yeah. The third family, the Coxes, I, I speak of fondly. Yes. But in this book, for some reason I could talk about, I finally uh, um, and, uh, laid that burden uh, down in those pages of this book. And uh, so that was good that was, I was able to do that. But um, like I said, uh, you know, doing it once, doing it, I probably wouldn't want to do it again. Do it again, <laughs> for sure. No. But um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm proud of what we did. Mm. Yeah. So am I proud of what you've done. Thank you. Again, thank you very much. Thank you. Right. <laughs>